Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Fifteen minutes on the timer, and the topic is alcohol, part two. Yeah, alcohol again, because... Uh... Things done changed. <laughs> Things done changed. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's funny because we were just having a we were just having a chat over Christmas, and um, you 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 shocked me. You really shocked me. You said that you'd stopped drinking. Well, not over Christmas. I'd stopped drinking. Uh, my last drink was New Year's Eve. Um, uh, and it's just the obvious thing, isn't it? Like dry January. Um, it's been excessive, not just over the Christmas period but it's been excessive since March since lockdown when your response your everyday responsibilities in terms of going to work or traveling to London or just moving around constantly or you know you could work completely from home and do everything mm-hmm. from home socialize from home speak to your friends from home your you know your relationships with your kids and your family everything's at home in one place and you realize that obviously a working day isn't no one Unless you're mad motivated, no one works nine to five solidly. Like I'll do most of my work if I can get away with it in the first few hours of the day. And then maybe record a podcast in the evening, which is helped by having a little drink. So it was almost like, why not? And that why not became into like a a habitual thing. Mm. Um, Mm. And I kind of realized it towards the end, well, towards the end of the first lockdown that, that I was drinking much heavier than I, was, I had done previously anyway come to a head on new year's eve not that anything dramatic happened but it was just around the table with my missus and we said should we do dry january and i was like yeah and the main motivation for me was to check that i could do it because if i and i had reservations but if i couldn't do it then what does that mean yeah yeah no i like i like the idea of testing yourself i've done that before with um with with betting I, I stopped betting for six months just to prove to myself that I could do it because again it was habitual. I was, you know, not doing huge bets, but I was putting um, accumulators on every week, and sometimes I'd chase my losses and stuff, and it was just getting silly. So I just 
thought, right, this is it. No more betting. And I haven't I haven't gambled in God a year now, probably. Did, did you and, find but, that you, 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 you were hankering to, to have a bet though afterwards? Did you find an urge to do it? Uh initially I missed I missed putting the accumulators on because I enjoyed the the process of doing that and finding, you know, who I thought might win that week, et cetera, et cetera. But no, after a while I don't miss it at all. In fact it's um it's something I never think about anymore. Um, in terms of alcohol, though, I've had a similar thing to you, but not through choice. I've had a, a stomach condition for the last, God, what, four months, five months now. Um, and latterly, I was told that I have to stop drinking alcohol, stop drinking caffeine and avoid fatty foods for two months to see if my stomach condition will clear up by itself. All the fun stuff, basically. Anything, you know, there, there aren't many fun things going on in life at the moment. I've been locked down since March. I can't go anywhere. I've I've literally been to one shop, the pharmacy, the doctors and the hospital, and that's it since March. Uh, so alcohol was something I would enjoy a few times a week just to sort of give myself something to look forward to, I suppose. And it's been, um, it's been tricky. It's been quite tricky. I was doing I did... it every day, though. Windy. yeah every day yeah I, I, I do remember you saying that on the first podcast we did about alcohol that you would open a bottle of red wine and we both spoke about how it made us more creative yeah yeah i mean there's definitely i'm not saying i'm never going to drink it, and i definitely am i love drinking right but it's it's about whether or not you you're in control of it or it's in control mm. of you um and to a certain degree i think if you're if you like alcohol to the, the degree that i do that it will always be, there will, it will always have an element of control because in in it's at the time of recording, eight days since um, I last had a drink, and when I say that, it sounds like an alcoholic talking. I last had a drink. I am sober. That kind of thing. But that's the reality. You know, the reality is mm-hmm. currently I am sober. Um, and uh, yeah, it's in, uh, what I needed to do by doing this was to ensure that if I wanted to, I could stop, and I knew that I could, and I had to prove that. And I feel like I have. Uh, now, there, the first couple of days was really tough. I like, harder than I thought it was going to be, which I know, which which sort of showed to me that there probably is a problem. Um, but I persevered. I got through it. And the last couple of days, apart from just thinking, oh, it'd be nice to have a drink now, sitting down on the sofa or watching football. It's nice to have a beer watching football. Um, apart from that, I've it's been relatively easy and uh, I don't feel like I will have an issue going through till the 30 fuck 31st <laughs> 31st of January um so 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 that's that's a really positive thing but it, it did it did um surprise me how 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 much I wanted to drink in the first couple of days first three or first three days four days it was um that was a little bit alarming and yeah and yeah, just yeah. to go back to what you said the creativity aspect of it I, I I was a little bit worried about the podcast, to be honest. I was thinking, am I going to be the am 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 I going to be myself? Am I going to be able to do the podcast in the way that people expect it to be? Am I going to be the person on the podcast that people have got used to over the last ten years of, of recording? Because there hasn't been a podcast before the last couple of weeks, barring when I was ill, that uh, that I haven't been at least partly inebriated. And that yeah, that was a little bit worrying, and that, I don't know actually if it's any better or any worse. But 
like T mentioned something on the pod when we did it that I felt a little bit, you feel a bit naked when you do it and you are, you're self-aware, much more self-aware even after 10 years of doing it. Interesting. I I have always been able to tell when you're drunk on a podcast, yeah. I must admit, <laughs> uh, as a listener. Um, you, you get um, giddy, you get quite giddy and overexcited and like you're, you definitely care less about the structure of the pod when you had a, had a beer. Yeah. But that's really enjoyable to listen to every now and again. Um, I think if it was every week, it would get a bit tiresome, but you, you kind of you don't like that every week. You're not, most of the time, you don't sound drunk, and I wouldn't know you'd been drinking unless you told me, which you just have. So I, uh, to me, there's not a huge difference. Um, okay. now, I'm, now I'm aware of it. I'll, uh, I'll listen back and keep an eye out. Um, I, I must admit, I've not really noticed many differences. Um, I mean, I wasn't a, a daily drinker, so that's probably why. But one thing I have noticed, and this is such a minor thing, but it's interesting, uh, I, I tend to suffer from quite dry skin, and that is definitely less of a problem Yes, with no alcohol. Also, without being crude, but um, going to the toilet or having a poo, mm. <laughs> it's much better mm. when you're not drinking. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be bad. Like when you when you you're waking up hungover, you know your bowels are just reacting badly from all of the <laughs> what is effective poisons and toxins you put toxins, into your body. Yeah. yeah, so your body reacts badly. Uh, my skin's so much better, and sleep, mate. I can't tell you how well I've been sleeping the last eight really? days. I've had eight hours straight without waking up every single night, and I used to worry. One of the things I used to worry about is not being able to fall asleep. Like when you're, when you're pissed or, or, or partly drunk when you go to bed, you can fall asleep like that. You, yeah. just, you just go. But you, I, without foul, will wake up at four or five o'clock in the morning. And we, when we did the sleep podcast with James, we talked about this. And in my head, I was just an early riser, but what I'm, it isn't. It wasn't that. I know that now. It was the alcohol interrupting my sleep. You can't rest in the same way. And I would spend days tired. Like thinking and just thinking, well, I just I'm getting on in that. I haven't had a single moment of f- fatigue in the last week, where I just think that's so interesting. I can't do this. I can't. I can't be asked to do this. I'm. I haven't cancelled a single thing. I've worked longer. I've worked for better for longer. And at the end of the night, when I'm tired, it's because I've exerted my energy. It's not because my body's using up energy dealing with all the shit I've put in it. Mm. That is really interesting. I'm. Um... I'm not noticing a difference to my sleep at the moment. I would say, though, that when I've had a few beers, like when I've, if I've had a bottle of wine or let's say I have five or six beers, I know that the quality of my sleep will be worse. Absolutely, no, absolutely guaranteed that it will be worse quality sleep. I'll wake up and I won't feel completely rested. If I just have a couple of beers, I don't think there's any difference for me. No, um, I think I, 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 yeah, I, it probably needs to be a little bit more more than that, I'd imagine. In my experience, like if I've had a, car, a couple mm. of glasses of wine, it wouldn't impact it. But I think if I go to bed, you know, pissed, as I might, might have done more times than I'd like to admit. I don't know. You know what else, Wendy? I've noticed is that I think there's more people with uh, what, what with what could be considered uh, a problem or an issue or drinking mm. unhealthily than we than we know because i've been talking to people about this obviously this is a new part of my of, of this is something new for me like i haven't not been drinking for since i started drinking pretty much you know there's all you know, certainly in the last 8 years 
when I joined Ball Street, um, you know, when I first joined Ball Street seven, eight years ago, that's when it started becoming, you know, excessive, you know, drinking a lot. Um, and, and this is new. So I've been trying to, I've been talking to people about it and letting people know that I'm doing it. And my conversations with people, in my within my conversations with people, I found that they're, they're also they also drink a lot and they also struggle not to drink mm. and and when when they have a few days without it they hanker after it. I just think it's like a mm. it's a bit of a, an epidemic that just doesn't get talked about because everyone's a little bit ashamed. I'm I'm I I, I wouldn't like to admit how much I I drunk previously and how how much I might go on to drink. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not being evangelical about this at all. I'm just this is what I've noticed. And and I'm, I'm just gonna be hyper aware going forward that that having a drink on one day doesn't mean the next day it's fine to carry on because you started drinking again and that you can have a drink on one yeah, day yeah. and the next day and the next day you don't and then there might be something at the end of the week where you meet up with mates or go out and you drink then because that's what you're supposed to do but just associating and making habits based on the things in your life and and then attaching alcohol to those things is what I did. You know, yeah, that's football, the thing, podcast. isn't it? It's, it's it's stopping the habits. Yeah, and not everything has to be done with alcohol. Like I, like the thought of watching Spurs versus Leeds, right? First game. That was like a quite a tense game. Part of part, of, you know, Leeds were, were putting pressure on us. For those that don't know, me and Wendy support Tottenham. Leeds put pressure on us, and it, you know, usually alcohol would numb some of the f- relax you. Yeah, relax you. Yeah. You know, you kind of think you know you're you're not as sensitive to it. But it weren't that bad. I had a couple of cups of tea, and I watched the Brentford game and had a couple of cups of tea with that, and that, and and it was fine. I think the fear of not drinking is worse than not drinking itself for for people that are that feel like they they need it as a crutch to get through the day. I I feel like our working culture in the UK has a lot to do with the drinking culture, to be honest, because we're so obsessed with work, and uh, in, in fact, I'd say dangerously obsessed with work uh work becomes everything you know we have to work it, it all feeds in it, it all feeds into itself it's like house prices are really high rent is really high we have to work to be able to live in a decent um house some areas of the uk less so but you know it's certainly in the south southeast london uh it's a real problem and so you work long hours, you get home, you're knackered and you want to, you want something that will help you quickly decompress from the day. And the best thing for that is a glass of wine or a yeah. beer. It immediately makes you feel much better, like you're in a different mind state. You, you, you can flick a switch and be taken away from your, your hard day at work. Um, and I know that when I've had um, particularly long, uh, say I've had a month of, of work pressures I can easily get into a habit where I'm drinking every day. Whereas normally I'm very good. I've got a lot of self-control. I'm very good at telling myself, no, actually I won't drink. I'll, dr- I'll drink three out, three out of seven days because then it's a treat. It's something I'll enjoy. I look forward to it. I'm rewarding myself then. Yeah. And I feel that's like a, a quite healthy, Yeah. I think it's quite a healthy way of managing it. And uh, it actually makes me savor the alcohol more. Um, I'm also, I don't, I, this sounds really snobby, but I don't like to drink cheap alcohol anymore. Or, or alcohol that I consider to be just like three out of ten fine alcohol. I want to drink premium beers that are exciting to me and interesting to me, or a really nice bottle of 
of wine so, because otherwise I feel like I'm wasting yeah, my, my drinking. Yeah, that yeah. Sense? yeah, no, no, it's true. You're true. And if you're going to do it and you can afford to, you might as well drink better stuff. Can you enjoy it more? But there's a trap that alcoholics fall into. And that not, that's not what you are. I'm just, I read a book about this. This, I can't remember the name. It was literally a couple of months ago. It's an audio book. And a bloke said that lots of alcoholics, um, if they have money, don't consider themselves alcoholics because they spend 20 quid on a bottle of wine. And then, mm. so what they're doing is actually a refined part style of alcoholism but i know you're right you're 100 percent right and actually using a, a glass of wine or two glasses of wine after a stressful day if it makes you feel better is not an unhealthy way in my opinion to use alcohol it's just if you're using alcohol every day to reach a plateau or just to feel a little yeah, bit better yeah. then that's that's the issue and i'm taking the edge off and, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to doing it again i'm looking forward to having a glass of wine because i feel like i'll be able to savor it now rather than just drinking it because this is what I do. <laughs> so I'm, I am. I I'm am, glad you found the happy medium, mate. It's, it's, did, it's really. I'm it's quite proud of myself, stuff. actually. I am, I am quite proud. I very rarely boost boost myself, but I am quite. I am quite proud of myself, is what I'd say. <laughs> and on that note, our 15 minutes are up. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.